Made it again. Made it again. <laughs> the drive from Latrobe was made in time to begin the show. Kind yeah. of a couple minutes late. What's going on, Mode? Not much. I only have one Hey D question for you, okay? You ready? Mm-hmm. How many laws were broken? You know what's funny? <laughs> I had a state trooper riding my rear end for a good chunk of it. So you don't, you know how that goes? You, yeah, you, yeah. You don't, you don't break the laws. And then you kind of get out of the guy's way because then he just goes, because the laws don't apply to him. Police escort is what you're saying. You had all the way to Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, so, were we 405? Oh, uh, my God. It's 405 now. Who cares? Hanover Fist out here acting like he set a money line for this today, DK. How are you feeling about that, man? I, I'm I'm not into this. Yeah. You know? yeah. Every, everybody's all over me for this. Listen, the reason I go out there, one of the reasons I go out there, <laughs> is to get you real information. You yeah. want us to just sit here talk about whatever you know make it up like 99 of everything that's on video everywhere exactly dk tell them but we are here doing a good deed man that's right let's let's do another good deed moan all right and, and today we will absolutely crush this freaking bell and i don't want to hear anybody's lip about how good or bad it was unlike yesterday uh, yeah, yeah you ready here we <laughs> yeah there it is start off a good day with some good news uh joey porter jr was out there practicing looked good good keanu benton was out there practicing looked good i i, I peeped that on the tweets too weird session moan it was uh it was wet because it rained like crazy Jeez. in latrobe today i'm peeling off my this is the media they put this Thing on you, your wrist. You gotta snatch that good, DK. They gonna this. Well, they gonna catch us in a Pittsburgh bar, and if you can't snatch that band off, they are gonna think they can take us, DK. <laughs> I'm trying to get it off here. Uh, they they had they had a strange session because the the ground was still very wet. Yeah, and the head coach had no mercy on this count. He was just like, I'm just letting them, you know, I'm letting them do whatever. He had the defensive lineman doing agility drills like hard pivots and demarvin leal at one point went down it looked a little scary he got right back up though it was no big deal he probably needed a break <laughs> i'll tell you one thing and this is actually what i wanted wanted to bring up with you to open today okay when you watch leal just in regular drills or the way you watched him the other night friday night in tampa bay there is an athleticism there yeah that is not super common, and it's not common on the roster. He's really something. Moan, what's he missing? Because there, he, you know, we should be. It feels like we should be talking about him as a just a default starter, and we're not. Why is that? The plan, DK, what and trust. Mean? The plan and trust is what you're missing. Uh, I saw it too. You know who he reminds me of, DK? To it. There's some of that there, but he, I don't know. I mean, Tua is just so big. I, I don't, but, but see, in, in, a, in a different frame, like I see that what you're seeing, meaning, uh, when I say this, he, he's a guy that understands that he's good enough to get the job done. So all he's doing, DK, mm -hmm. is just going, thinking, oh, I'll go 100 miles per hour and I'll, I'll show you that you deserve me, types of thing. Like I said, he doesn't have a plan, DK, and he doesn't have the trust. His issue is, is potentially this. He know what he has going on and how good he can be. So he just want to go hit a wall, DK, and knock over every single wall. The game for those guys isn't necessarily about er knocking every wall down. His job needs to understand where do I know my dubs are going to happen. Again, we can see him leaking through on plays on this defense and say, gosh, he's that close. Again, what's your plan in order to get you to the quarterback or get you those tackles for losses? And then it's the trust factor, too. We know you can do these things, but can you actually hold your pocket integrity? Not pocket integrity, gap integrity. Do you have the means to say, you know what? I know I'm not going to make a play right here. So let me just make sure I can hold these offensive linemen so that the linebackers can make a play. 
That's what I'm saying. One, pick your battles and how you win. And two, when it's not set for you to win, can you be mature enough and can the coaches trust you enough to just simply do those jobs? If you look at the way that defense is still set up, our defensive linemen still hold on to the offensive linemen so that the linebackers can make plays the way Quan Alexander was the other night. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I think DeMarvin is a guy that still wants to make every single play like he's in high school or like he's in college. You know what? It's it's, it's a better observation than you might even know, Moan, because when, when I look at DeMarvin, including in these drills, like one of them was just a routine get-off. And all for anybody who doesn't know what that means, all, all the defensive linemen and, and line up, literally side by side by side and somebody tells them to go mm-hmm. and they go and it's a it's a race for about 10 yards max. Yeah. okay and leal's cleaning up and at one point you know the head coach yells something from the far side I mean far side away from me yells out something demarvin leal something like that right yes and part of me is thinking are all these guys really taking this drill as seriously as this kid is because it it doesn't seem all that super important especially on the wet grass but he took it seriously he did dk and that's because he's trying to prove himself like i said he got to figure out what his game plan is going game plan is going to be i I think if you watch a guy let's go for cam for instance because we've seen so much of cam Cam shows up sometimes where you're just like, God, how did he do that? That's because Cam is smart enough and and has enough reps under his belt that he know I know I'm going to win this point right here. DeMar- DeMarvin runs into the wall, DK, expecting every play to be made for him. That's what he's doing. Oh, simply because I'm going 110 miles per hour, I'm supposed to make every play. You know what you do, DK? You wear yourself out in those moments right there. You always heard me kind of say, like, D-linemen pick and choose when they're going to rush and not rush, right? Mm -hmm. They know when they're beat on certain places. It's been notorious. If you watch the number one players, specifically the D-linemen, Miles Garrett is a guy, okay? Aaron Donald is a guy. Cam Hayward is one of those dudes that says, hey, I got this spot right here. That's because they know they're going to win that spot right there, DK, on those certain plays. DeMarvin is trying to win at every spot on every single play. And I'm sorry to tell you guys, that's not how the game goes. Sometimes you have to conserve just a little bit while still playing at a very high rate. It's not about being the biggest bully on the friggin', uh on the biggest stage every single play. Can I trust you to do your assignment? And when it's time for you to make a play, can you do those two things for me? That's where DeMarvin is lacking from. Because the athletic ability is there. He is an ESPN, if I'm not mistaken, top 100 guy. He's a four-slash-five-star guy, SEC guy. He has every box you need to be checked. But he don't have the mental capacity yet, DK. And he doesn't have the trust just yet. I I mean, yeah. (laughs) That's what. Am I, am I, it sounds are, like a coach so, told you that. So, you're so nailing this. That it's, it sounds it's almost like, as if you spent 11 years in the league as a starter. I'm, a, know, I'm, a, kind of I'm, like, a, I'm going behind your curtain. It sounds like a coach has told you that, and that's did. something that yeah. I'm, I'm hitting on the head right now. No, I, I love it. And, and as you know, going back to the pre-draft press conference that Mike Tomlin had, I had one question I could ask. Yeah, uh, Everybody else is asking. Remember this? Everybody else was asking about <laughs> trying to get hints about the draft pick and everything. And I just said, what about the Marvin Leal? Because I just want to, I want to see. And I think it's important, maybe imperative yeah. for the Steelers to see some sort of wild card, somebody just rise up who you hadn't necessarily yeah. anticipated. Do you follow me? Yeah. And, and and I, you know, when you're talking about surprising people, to some extent, yeah, that's going to be Kenny, and that's going to be people who are underestimating what's already here. But on another front, it's going to be someone who just rises up out of nowhere. Yeah, it is. And, it- and I think DeMarvin is, is that guy. I hope so, man, because he's got a lot in his toolbox, DK, as far as uh, his, uh, like I said, his athletic ability. He's a strong kid. He's a fast kid. And it'd be super important for him to really grab on to Cam and to Larry O in these moments right now, right now. Because, again, if it's Larry O and Keanu Benton at the nose, 
Gosh, can you imagine what it'd be like if you had somebody to spare cam and there was no drop off? Imagine that. I want to give a special nod today to Steeler Girl. She's on the island of Maui no. in Hawaii where there have been, I'm sure everybody's heard, don't need to hear it on this show, but the, the wildfires there that have killed close to 100 people officially. Apparently there are scores more uh, that are that are still expected on that front, not to mention the unbelievable damage that's happened to the city of Lahaina. Uh, that's part of America, Moan. It is it's very, man. very far away, but it's part of America. And I visited there a couple times myself. Have you really? I, I didn't have. know that. Now is a very beautiful place. I brag about Maui and saying that's the reason I'm gonna learn how to golf is because it's so beautiful there. And the kind of here that is uh, kind of being torn upside down right now, and people are in water, literally waiting on help. Uh, Stilligar eight hundred eight, man, praying for you guys' safety mm -hmm. and your recovery. Goodness gracious, because you're literally trapped. They are. Yeah, there's. Uh, it, it's absolutely unbelievable uh, what's occurred out there. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, the only segment that matters. That's that's hey moan, DK. Let's let's do that right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. The coverage that connects. And we're back on the Hey Moan segment. Remember how that works? You ask a question, Moan gives the answer. <laughs> we really overthought this. Yeah. As you can tell. Uh, we have three new members so far today. I'm going to show them to you real quick here. That's Rob, it's Ian, and it's Robin. And if you would like to join them, the way to do that is to go to dkps.net slash join. Type it into your browser as yeah. if it's like right there dkps.net slash join the process is super simple it's rewarding we get a shout back from steeler girl who says thank you all that uh, means a lot yeah I, again I, yeah. I can't even put my I, I can't wrap my head around the scope yeah uh, of the tragedy there in an american state and yeah. wishing wishing the best for steeler girl and everybody else who's there we're going to get started here today with jim fairfield who says hey moan when TJ's in there, he goes 100% on every play. I think Mo knows that. Yeah, I, he knows when to tap out, doesn't he? You know, so this is the thing, Jim, and just everybody in general. Like, I know on certain plays, um, I know on certain plays, like, I can go one, about five steps and the play is over for me. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it goes. And defenders know that, too. Like, TJ's going 100% on every play, but it's also a matter of what he what, what he's understanding in those plays, too. Like, his one, two, three, four, five is legitimately 100%, but when the play goes the other way, he's chasing the ball and understanding what the difference i'm telling you between what demarvin has going on is tj understand what the plan is for him for a spot player like demarvin to earn more trust to be out on the field he can't have those plays where if he's going and he's out and he's not making plays tj does that to strategically set up plays for himself in those moments right there again it's a matter of i promise you guys is deeper than what the way I'm explaining it, just simply because there's a feel throughout the game and what you know is your opportunity to strike. And I'm not sure if DeMarvin has those opportunities in his mind to when he's going to strike. When I tell you strategically, guys know which spot on the field they need to play in in order to make plays, DK. The great ones do this too. Mm -hmm. Like it really does boil down to pick your spots and where you're going to go and close out plays. DeMarvin just got to get to understanding how his body and his reps are going to, you know, kind of shake out in his league of, of, of the NFL. Pops and William and Darren all come in reminding me. Crazy. To do the uh, get-go read, which is great. I think they're get-go secret agents. At the get-go <laughs> cafe and market, quality happens to be at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. 
better believe it. By the way, we, we make light of the whole three chefs thing and whatever, except that we've met them. <laughs> okay, this is not like some thing, there's some kind of line that we're just told to read here. Uh, they exist, they yeah. try to find stuff from everywhere and they're constantly attempting new things. So if you think like you were in there a couple of years ago or something and you saw it and you thought, ah, eh, maybe not for me. Try it again. There's just there's always always something new here. No uh, doubt, DK. Michael Duda asks, "Hey Moan, any concerns about George Pickens getting flagged for push-offs this season?" Yeah, uh, that's something that's got to be reeled in, especially when we hit the regular season. Uh, teams trying to find any kind of edge they possibly can when it comes down to uh, getting the ball back or putting negative yards on you. We've seen that be a trend of his. I would say this. I don't know if we saw it too many times in the preseason game when a whole lot of reps for him, but if he resorts back to those things and he's not working on them in practice, then that's going to be something that comes up just because I feel like on social media-wise, he's a known mark when it comes down to the extended arm push-off. Yes, absolutely. Lots of people excited about Keanu Benton, and they should be. They should um, be. The film popped from yeah. Friday night. Okay, this wasn't one of those where the coach says something nice to us in Tampa after the game, and then you look at the film and go, what the heck was he looking at? This was not that. Yeah, this, nah. This was the opposite. There there was another comment earlier from Swan, 269. Hey, Moan, do you think after seeing Benton against Tampa, he can be some real D-line help for us now and in the future? Same goes for him. Again, louder milk, I think, has made it more tough now for Fajoko as far as those guys being around and, and getting reps, too. It'd be awesome, DK, to keep them all, have them all, and actually use them all, too. But the new young guy has to get to a point to where, uh, again, trust and assignment is going to be his biggest issues moving forward i'll say this because his name has come up numerous times in the chat dk we saw his big body lean forward disrupt the run path for the running back and the quarterbacks had a huge moment dk on that uh fourth and, and oh fourth, yeah oh fourth yeah down play i was hyped watching it i played offensive line all my life dk <laughs> you were happy to see somebody beaten <laughs> because i heard you say because as you said at the beginning of the show you drive out the latrobe to put eyes on this. And if I'm not mistaken, about two weeks ago, maybe 10 days, DK, you said what? I don't know if he's going to be able to jump out on film. And he did. And he that's, did. A good, that's the good. reason why we, we have preseason games too, right? Good. I, I say this all the time. I'm happy to be proven wrong by somebody. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, the opinions that get given, the assessments, and this is true of anybody, whether it's me or somebody, any of the thousands of people sitting in the stands behind me or sitting on the grass hillsides, we see something once. We share it with somebody. It doesn't mean that it's a definitive thing. I told you guys last week I didn't like Calvin Austin dropping a couple of balls. Do you think he's going to get cut? No, he's not going to get cut. <laughs> and what did Calvin do in the game, DK? <laughs> hey, he did okay. Scott Sansom says, first live chat, hey, Moan, who was the toughest guy to block that you ever went against? Gino takes the cake every single time. Uh, just because the leverage, again, I would say this time and time again, he was uh, Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald became a thing with what he was doing across the league. And then Aaron Donald came and the short D tackles took over. It has to possibly be, uh, it has to be him, hands down. Geno Atkins. Geno is the guy. Yeah, he is the guy. And there's other ones that made uh, impact too like that, but definitely Geno. I take this back as Josh Jenkins is actually the guy that comes in with a $5 contribution. Shout out to you, Josh. After which, Josh sends a thing that says, Hey, DK and Ramon, has Kenny's first year exposure let teams strategize, meaning against him, or will the sophomore slump hit him with new QB challenges? I'm wondering how much to take from last year's performances. It's a good way of looking at it because we all seem to be wanting to look just to last Friday's performance and say, yeah. This is it. Yeah. But it's a cumulative body of work, isn't it? It really is, man. And that's the thing about it. There's this quarterback that used to play in Pittsburgh. God, Lee DK, uh, war number seven. I heard of him. You remember that? Ruffla, mm -hmm. Ruffless, uh, Ruffla. Something like that. R I, had, I, I had it cleared in spell check. We'll just call him Ben. This dude, Ben, ben he's war good. number seven in Pittsburgh. Rufflesburg is his last mm -hmm. name. He famously came out and said, Don't ask me to judge a quarterback. Why, DK? Give me three years. Three years. Give me three years. Three years I mean we got the rookie out of the way and Kenny with what seven and nine, seven touchdowns, nine interceptions. 
Mm-hmm. So sophomore slump, hell, let's get past that real quick, DK. The interceptions touchdown ratio, year two, should be a big growth year for Kenny. And then the league will readjust to Kenny again. Yeah, that's they where will. That's where we're mm-hmm. at. So I don't even – I think we're still in the bubbling phases of what Kenny Pickett is. Don't let these Joe Burrows and Patrick Mahomes and – that's an abnormal trajectory and pathway for quarterbacks. Would we love to have that? Yes. But let's downshift a little bit until Kenny fully gets what the league is going to do to him under his belt. Rick Petrangelo is, is one of the many people who come in with Kendrick Green questions. Can I? Can I? Oh, man, please do this one, DK. People, let the Kendrick Green stuff go. They, nobody who was actually there was ever taking the Kendrick Green thing seriously. I, the reason, if it sounds like this is on my mind, is I was just having this conversation with someone on the sideline. Like, did anybody actually like, like report this as if it's a serious thing? Meaning the fullback thing? No, man. It was the head coach trying to find a way to get everybody to lighten up and send Kendrick Green to talk to reporters. Do you really think they were going to put the ball in the hands of a setter who can't even snap in the most pivotal points of a game? Like being down close to the other team's goal line or fourth and one. When you have Najee Harris on your roster, what did you think was going to happen? You know, this this stuff is, this was a training camp narrative, a classic case of it. And one of Tomlin's better ones. What you saw Friday night in Tampa of yeah. Green is exactly what he is, which is a not good NFL center. Is that, mm-hmm. If that sounds mean, if, believe me, it isn't. I th- think the world of the guy. You, you, yeah, he's you, terrific. He's a you, great, great kid. DK, and it's going to segue into something I just started real quick, though, too, because a lot of fuss is made about players this time of the year, and I kind of said something the other day. It was just like, man, it's tough for me to really latch on the guys in the preseason because I really only want to worry about the 53 at the end of the day. That sounds terrible to say, DK, make mm-hmm. it seem like I'm a bad teammate and being that. But Luke, bring this up. Hey, Mom, were you ever close with the player who got cut? If so, how hard was it to see them go? I tell the famous stories about me and Guy Wimperer and our families being at Niagara Falls on cut weekend. And Guy gets a call while we're visiting the friggin' falls together. Okay, and it was crushing. Me and my wife go back to the hotel, and they go back to Pittsburgh. It's like, oh, my God. Like, that really just happened. And you know what happened the next week, DK? Mm. We talked about it, and we moved on. I kind of want to tell you guys that, too, like these – preseason crushes that you will have and I will have also I think we all have guys we're rooting for when that 53 and game one opens up y'all you're gonna move on and that's kind of the way the game is too like I still have relationships and friends that have gotten cut before DK seeing Kelvin Beecham leave was tough seeing Cody Wallace not be on the team was tough seeing Willie Cologne get cut tough but guess what has to happen DK what are any coach gonna tell you about the NFL that train Stops for who, DK? Uh, I believe it's nobody. So maybe and, TJ. I would stop the train for TJ. Oh, we gonna now TJ gonna get a retirement ceremony, okay? I yeah. did rename the train after <laughs> TJ and yeah. stop it. <laughs> and I'm not being insensitive, DK, and I know you aren't either. But Kendrick Green needed to have a good camp at what position? At center or guard, the same way Kevin Dotson does. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, Jacob says, "Hey, Moen and DK, I know CA 3s had some mistakes in camp, but do you guys see a world where he overtakes Allen Robinson for starting slot? Starting when you're talking about those wide receivers, their Moen really doesn't mean a whole lot. No, because they're so interchangeable. All you have to do is watch between snaps the number of guys running on and running off the field." Uh, you can label somebody a starter. They're out there for the first snap of the game, and then they're off for the – right? <laughs> no, so true. You know what that goes You're, to the stat You line. guys were the only ones who were consistent in the huddle. We you are. and the quarterback. That's it. Everybody else is constantly. 100%, man. Uh, and I look at Calvin Austin and Allen Robinson being two totally different uh, pieces on this offense as far as who's going to start in front of who. They can go five wide one game and Calvin Austin being there. They can do tight two tight ends and Allen Robinson can be in there. Or truthfully, they can go an extra offensive line and start in DK. 771 members now. Now, that's how we dropped. All, oh, she says all time. She's nodding and, and, and oh, doing this. Man. Okay, 771 oh, wow. members all time. 
723 active now. We are 277 away from merchandise. So a little bit of a drop. That kind of stuff happens whenever there's big gift subscription buys the previous month. And then yeah. not not all of those people renew. That's why that's how it goes backward. And it, and it did a little bit here. So we're, we're we still need to get a thousand by yeah. what was it? The 49ers? Yeah, 49ers game. Uh, season opener, hundred percent. DK. We can we can get that, man. Absolutely yeah, I, we can get I that. I think so. It doesn't it doesn't seem impossible. Yeah, it's you know? not impossible at all, especially with the rate the rate that we're growing. Appreciative of you guys for doing that too. Absolutely. Mr. Wood here says uh, teammates getting cut is difficult for sure. It has to be uh, Kendrick Green needs to figure out a way to play with better technique or perhaps we're still talking about Kendrick Green. It's a good topic, though, DK. I know it's a hot topic. It's an interesting topic. Yeah, This is the classic case of when you get about two weeks, three weeks into the season and you remind people that in the middle of August, we were all obsessed with Kendrick Green. It seems crazy. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. There's so much real stuff that's that, that's there. Uh, Bob says, "Hey Moan, was there a Steelers jersey that you hated? I'm meaning a type of jersey. Like, oh man, does this Bumblebee Uni make me look fat?" <laughs> Great question, Bob. No, we all loved all the alternative jerseys. 100%. I don't think guys love the cream colored pants that came along with the uh, Bumblebee block numbers that we had out there. It didn't matter to me because I looked at it like college in a sense. Like, gosh, I, I love the alternative stuff like that. I saw somebody ask a question a second ago. Do you think we'll ever go into gold jerseys? I never want to see us go in gold jerseys. Uh, that just looked too much like mustard or something, man. That that would blow my mind. Well, what uh, you're leaving out here about the bumblebees is that all you did was win in those things. We did. More often than not, win big. Between that and the color rush. Okay. Yeah. And the color rush too. And it was these were the 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 500 yard games came in these ridiculous <laughs> uniforms. So like you guys were probably looking at those things thinking, man, there's some style here. There's some stuff going on, man. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, ben Cohen wants to know What's taking so long for a fight to break out at camp? And what does that say about the chemistry of this <laughs> roster? I think it's a fair question. That's Don't. a real good question, Ben. Is it good or bad? I, I think it's good because I will tell you this, Coach Tomlin probably laid down the law and told him there would be none of that in these camps. We, and this is why, though, too. I, I think the team is young in spots where it needs to grow up. So you fighting in practice does no good when you're getting trying to get better. And I say this in that sense. Coaches don't want to waste reps and time. It takes a lot of time to break up those fights, a lot of time to get back to practice. And I just honestly think it's just a huge waste of time when it comes down to uh, fighting in camp. I think everything is fine. I actually just saw where, uh, who was it, Dan Moore said, no, we're gelling fine together. Love that. Yeah, more Kendrick Green, Kendrick Green, Kendrick Green. Uh, I had a good one, DK. Steven, was... I just ran through Steven real yeah. quick on a news thing. Any word on Larry O? No, uh, he was not. He was not practicing today. Um, Cam Hayward, I should have mentioned, kind of significant earlier. Although Cam was just sick, he wasn't hurt, mm-hmm. and he was held out a couple weeks ago. So yeah, that's not a that's not a thing here. Robert Codling wants us to move on from Kendrick Green. So do I. Go ahead, Mo. If you if you find yours, yeah, yeah, yeah I got one, man. This is pretty good because this is one of the more positions we need to be talking about. From Swan. oh, here we Swan go. go. This is significant. This matters. Kendrick this Green is... doesn't. No doubt. Uh, Swan goes. Hey, Mo. Of all the LBs, which pairing will be the most productive? That's I got not easy. Go it ahead, ain't Mo. easy. <laughs> no, Cole Holcomb and Quan can be good together. Yeah, E, e- Landon. Can you imagine Landon Roberts and Quan together? Can yeah, be just, electric. It'd be, it'd be merciless. Swan, my dream of this this trio of linebackers up the middle between Cole Holcomb, Quan Alexander, and Landon Roberts is this: stay healthy. You I got me? that. I got that. Stay I, healthy. You, it, my my idea of a rotation for ILBs. Yeah. At the moment, open to change because I don't believe we've still seen in a camp setting or whatever uh, the very best of Cole Holcomb. Mm-hmm. And and I say that respectfully. I, I'm not going to sit here and judge him on a camp performance yeah. the, the way I will a rookie. He has the history. He has film. And he's mm-hmm. not old. No. If you put him out there and you just expect him to get sharper and sharper, 
as time goes by, he might work his way up into this. But for right now, I want to see Quan Alexander. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. We're in 26. We'll see about that. I know, but I yeah. love it though, DK. But it it's also different. goes here to answer Ryan's question too that I had star DK. Hey, mm-hmm. Mon, what's the biggest thing you want to see from Quan Alexander moving forward? He definitely has to be a pleasant surprise. Yes. In this, pass coverage. Oh my goodness. Pass yeah. coverage is, is big for him where he all has these to guys, drive. All of them. All of them. But this also, DK, the best ability he can have for his career moving forward. Yeah, well, that would be availability. Yeah. And oh then my. when you come to the, when you get to the depth of this, the other guy that I want to make sure doesn't get left out of this is Mark Robinson. Okay. And the the reason for that is you really? can have yeah, you can have certain alignments, I believe, or certain situations where you know the other team is going to run the ball. You know they have no mm-hmm. interest whatsoever. I want Mark Robinson out there because he's the guy who can be a missile, who can go after the running back, maybe pop the ball loose. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's yes. a little bit different. So I, I think it's interesting. You know, let's put it this way. It's been a long time since the ILB room has been interesting. It is, man. And DK, we got our answer to the fights, too. Shout out to Joshua Graham for listening to Cam, man. Go listen. I promise you, I'm sure some good stuff. But Cam admitted on his last episode on his podcast that he was been told, he's been told directly not to start fights in camp. I can believe that. Yeah, but Cam's that. not also not the only one who could start one. Cam also okay? is the one that agitates a good bit, too, or he, gets the he, crowd going. He is, but, you know, when you look at – yeah, I, I, Landon Roberts has been in people's faces, okay? <laughs> has he, who's and, barked back at him then? Nobody. That's the point. I got to talk to my guys. <laughs> I got to talk to my guys, DK. Yeah, that's that's the point here. Randy comes in with a hey moan. He says, is having the regulars in for a series or two during the preseason enough to get them, and that includes you and your 11 years, <laughs> ready for the season? Uh, yeah, it is. Three games now, not four. You had four. DK, yeah, I know, and they have that week in between regular season and final cuts too, right? Yep. What I will say is this is always going to be the case. The getting ready for the season always comes while playing games where wins and losses are actually counted. Any coach will tell you this, and I've said it time and time again, you have to treat the season like a roller coaster or an airplane that continually ascends. You can lose one game, win one, lose one, win, 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 lose. You want to continually be ascending up when it comes down to how you plan out a season. Four preseason games, some coaches will tell you, probably wasn't enough anyway. And then the way camp has kind of transitioned into one practice a day and you don't have two a days, you're always going to be doing this right here as the camp starter. What you don't want is this or a straight nose dive because you lost your franchise quarterback or something like that. Tony comes in with, hey, Moan, how did you deal with trying to conserve energy when you thought the game might come down to the last drive. Did you ever conserve energy during a football game? You have to be able to. And in conserving energy, too, is this. And I don't want to make it seem like you're not straining. There is a level of strain. But I know this. If we have to pace ourselves down the field, we got 60 yards to go, there are certain things that have to be done in that moment. And by pacing yourself, you do this. You're more cognizant about what you're doing. Instead of just trying to be, we got to go. Like, there's a difference. Controlled chaos is what I mean by when I say conserve. Like, there's chaos, chaos, to where it's fourth and one and we got to have it. Hey, we go all out. Screw everything that happens. And then there's a controlled chaos, DK, to where you say, get them done, block them, let the play happen, and then we move on. There is a fine balance. y'all. I'm going to say this, and you're probably going to laugh. It's like ballet, I guess, DK where it looks so effortless, but then you realize there's a lot of trauma on their feet and digits and ankles and stuff like that. It looks graceful. Our stuff looks stupid, dumb, but it's so much finesse in it. The best thing about this show, I have to say this now, is that if you were to have said to somebody, uh, like let's say to a reporter like me or whatever, okay, and I go and I write it into a column that you want to learn to pace yourself and you want to learn to conserve energy, it's the kind of thing that could tick off a less educated fan. Oh, no. Okay. What do you mean conserve energy? You're being paid millions of dollars. The game is tied. What are you doing? Whatever. But when you come on here and you hear the man explain it, who's been out there for 11 years, it kind of makes sense. 
You know, it's, it's just, just, it's just one of the many values to the Ramon Foster show. Darren Watt asks, what do you guys eat at halftime? Uh, it's usually orange slices. Uh, Why? Bananas in there for the potassium. That's a quick sugar rush with the orange slices. There's Gatorade bars and protein bars. And honestly, just a wa- lot of water. I think a lot of people think we drink Gatorade at halftime. <laughs> it's mostly water or Gatorade with the Gator lights in it, the salt in it to help hydrate you even more. Put yeah, most of the back in. most of the eating happens. In fact, almost all of the eating happens after the game. Yeah, there's uh, a spread that's set up outside the locker room, home and road. And this is funny too. It's, it's crazy you mentioned it because we had a, it, it was written a few years back, and we had a guy come in in the middle of the season, DK, about effort, right, and about mm-hmm. practice etiquette, and we got killed on social media because of it because we said similar things about. We're in the middle of the season trying to win games and stay healthy for the weekend. And we got a guy coming in trying to go 100 miles per hour on a Wednesday. I'm not sure if you remember that conversation when we had years back. But guess what, DK? To try to earn your keep on the team on a Wednesday during the season? How realistic is that, DK? Oh, yeah. It's not. (laughs) We worry about one day and one day only, and that's game day. And on game day, everything is channeled to making sure you can win. Uh, <laughs> it's it's fascinating, DK. I'm glad we can verbally say this. Our friend Joshua Dobbs comes in with a question. Before I read it, Josh, you put up something political earlier, and you almost got blown to smithereens. Oh. Zero. Zero politics. Don't care what side it's from. Hey, Moan, is at least eight sacks? From Nick Herbig, with how much TJ pulls himself, nothing against Marcus Golden. Herbig looks like a real steal. Uh, are we getting into eight sacks territory for Jeez. Nick Herbig? He uh, might have twenty snaps a game. I know. You know. Let's 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 set the line at four or five five. Let's set the line at five. I would think you would take five sacks from your number three OLB guy. Yeah, let's set the line at five. Josh, eight is a it's a big get. Um, but he does look good. Y'all know I am team Nick Herbig all the way. I, I hadn't hit that whatsoever. Uh, and if he does sneak somebody, yeah, I'll take that. I see uh Coken said hammer the over on five. Yeah, <laughs> hammer the over then, but I'm 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 willing to sit at five. Yeah, but you but you can say that, Cody, but the 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 five is you have to count the snaps, yeah. Okay, and the fact is if TJ and Alex play 17 games each, which is your optimal circumstance, obviously, mm-hmm. you're you're not going to have any third yeah. linebacker, third yeah. OLB guy. Yeah, uh, and, and I see Josh snaps. double backs and says this. He said he had only 15 snacks or something on Tampa with a, a, a sack and a half. And that was with TJ not playing. Yeah, and, and that's also with guys who aren't starter quality linemen. Let's say that too, DK. We can be honest about his performance amongst his peers. It was doggone good for sure. Yeah, and it's and it's preseason. And let's, you know, uh, th- this question comes from an L period Timmons. Oh, no, I'm kidding. It's from, it's from D. Pets. He says, hey, Moan, have you ever puked in a game or gotten puked on? Oh, no, never did. But you were neither. never out there with LT, huh? No, I, uh, I saw it happen and said, bro, what the heck is wrong with you? We got to play right here. Uh, but I've never actually puked in a game. I'm not a big puker in general. And um, seeing somebody throw up, not really. No, nah, we didn't really no. do that. LT's yeah. projectile vomit could actually be considered a weapon that could be loaned to Ukraine at this point. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it could be. Uh, here's know? a good one too, DK. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, he just uh, uh, oh. Q comes in and says, "I feel like this team is the most disciplined. Uh oh, <laughs> is the most disciplined it's been in recent years. I believe that alone will help us win those games we always lose, but should win." Moan, I have to say that this opinion here is beginning to 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 mushroom a little bit with the nation because I'm starting to see these questions like, is this the most likable team? Is this the most whatever? And the, of course the implication there is that you guys, not you specifically, but that you guys in general were the renegades and not likable because you had a B and Lev and everything. (laughs) Please address this one. The discipline is always there. I will say this. Maybe there's a little bit bigger govern on what's getting in and out, and maybe they learn from our era, but the era, I mean, of, like, discipline has never left. There has been people, and the reason my mouth dropped when I saw this is, 
a cue, a lot of people don't tag Coach Tomlin as a disciplinary type of guy. So the fact that you're noticing or seeing certain stuff mm. makes my mouth drop right there, DK. That's yeah, never left. Players coach, right? Wow, bro. <laughs> what year is this? <laughs> Just saying. James oh. Lawson says, what about Isaiah Loudermilk? Um, I've got something not nice to say. Please, is it that he's going to get shown up by somebody else or what? <laughs> Look, he does things in drills and he does things uh, that impress people internally, including in practices. It's got to happen on the field. Okay, he did some good things the other night in Tampa, but it's got to happen consistently on the field and there's got to be impact. And it's got to be more than just run stopping. Everyone knew yeah. he could run stop coming out of college. Uh, that was the thing that had Kevin Colbert so excited. Yeah. The very the very night they drafted him, Colbert was talking about it. Mm -hmm. You got to do more. You yeah. got to do more on that DL or you're just another guy. That yeah. wasn't mean. No. But, you know, it's yeah. just something I, I actually was – I, that had that thought cross my mind just today in watching the D line, yeah, uh, go through drills there. You know, speaking of uh, another guy, I think it's good to answer this. I think it's Daniil to access, and it's pretty solid because we ain't talked about Trice in a while because he's out of the fold. But uh, we'll answer this one for folks that don't know how the IR go. I guess, and it goes, "Hey, Mo, uh, what's the deal with Trice? Does he stay on payroll as he rehabs? How does that work? That works exactly as you just said. You go to IR and you work." out and you rehab if he's having surgery all of those things take care of he doesn't count against the 53 he's an injury reserve guy and yes he does get paid he gets hang paid. around yes. yeah he gets paid that's the biggest difference between someone like trice getting hurt and then the other night you know Chappelle russell yeah uh, the, the poor guy goes down and he gets what's called waved slash injured and you know goodbye and, and you're on your own but his thing is he does get an Duke opportunity Dawson to go to too. IR. He can mm -hmm. go to IR, but his salary becomes split in that moment right there. He doesn't get full salary. Corey Trice gets full salary of his rookie deal because he was a draft pick under contract with the Steelers. Well, they want to keep him. Yes, they're not about to cut him. Uh, it, it's a selfish motivation. You it, keep the it, player around because you want you believe in his future. Yep, and speaking of future, I, I got one too, DK. Yes, Danny Blea. Mm -hmm. this, that's a good one seems like this offense had a lot of personal options uh, oh he's personnel personnel, personnel options does that inhibit uh the Steelers ability to be great at any one thing I guess it's the whole if you have x number then you have none yeah uh type of doubt yep yep jack of all trade master of none right mm -hmm. yes yep so Danny great question right here this is what preseason is all about too and just honestly, OTAs and minicamp too is to figure these types of things out. Y'all know, like during our big era of scoring points, DK, we may have had a rotation of six, maybe seven plays with different variations in it. This is so true. It's, it's <laughs> not overly complicated. You just put more lipstick and makeup on the play to make it look better and do certain tricks for you. Those things that you're seeing happening with, with Calvin Austin or with Anthony McFarlane even too, because those running back reps have to get taken care of and they have to be divvied up too. It's good to have options is all I will tell you, Danny, in those situations. But the bread and butter will be that. And it honestly was fascinating too to see Matt Canada say this. The same things we were running last year is what we did on Friday night. And maybe it's a little bit of lipstick on what he's put into his play calling sheet this year, too. We will see how it all hash out. But you don't ever take 30 plays into a weekend. You take five or six core plays, and you rotate those around like a figure eight. James Lawson says the media narrative of lack of discipline is that Tomlin hate uh, what media? What media ever says that? I've like actual, me actual media. Well, People, reporters who cover the team. That's media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's certain you never hear it. Certain people that say stuff in public space, like yeah. okay, Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, right. And it carries a little bit more weight because he hadn't been inside that locker room probably since he left. Nope. Okay, like let's think about that. It's this like somebody point. somebody telling you about <laughs> your home and they've never even never seen your house. Mm -mm, never been to the door. So you can say those types of things from a cozy studio. Yeah, I, I don't even know. What is first take? James says first take. I don't know what that means. Uh, the, the show that was on ESPN. Again, they don't oh, visit you know the how, locker they room. They don't come to the – they don't see them. 
Why does anybody care what somebody says when they don't even cover the team? And I don't know, get that. And you know, you know what how those... many? You know how many reporters? Can I just throw this in? Go ahead, one? absolutely. You know how many reporters flew to Tampa? How many to cover the preseason game? Actually, I'm going to put this into the the chat here. Let's, let's see how many people can guess. How many how many reporters do you think flew from Pittsburgh to cover the preseason game in Tampa? And, and let me say this too. There's one guy I know that I've seen walk inside of that locker room, and I got to give him credit, Stephen A. And that's because he's a Steeler fan, and he's actually done stuff around Pittsburgh and said stuff, and actually walked inside of the building. Not just the RC things, but he'll let you know exactly what it was, and maybe he has a relationship with Coach T too. But he's one of the few national guys, DK. If we want to go there, that I've seen kind of come into the building. It ain't many that walk into the building, and you know what they do. When they do decide to walk into the building, DK, you tell me if I'm lying. Hey, Coach Tomlin. Oh, they want to hug it out <laughs> and laugh and have a good time. They don't want to say what they're going to say on their networks whenever they walk inside our buildings. Never been the case. The correct answer is four. The wow. correct answer is four, unless I'm missing somebody, because I don't count the people who from, from KDKA because they were the rights holder with the game. They had mm -hmm. to broadcast it. They had to have reporters there. Um, it was us, Post Gazette, the Trib, and one other outlet. That's it. That's four. it. Four. Yeah. The four. And, and these are the, this is, people have this idea that there are a million people that cover this team. Okay. And four flew down there for this. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, you can't count KDK. They have to broadcast the game. That's not, yeah. that's not going there to cover it for media purposes. That's going there because again, they're, they're a rights holder for it. Yeah. But this, this idea that, wow, there's just so many. And then everybody you read everywhere is someone who covers the team. They're not, they're no, not. they're on assignment is what those situations are. And if you ever hear them pronounce, or they're just not there at all. But go ahead. <laughs> if you hear them pronounce players' names and they do it all wrong, if they're calling me Raymond instead of <laughs> instead of Ramon, they're just there on assignment. TK. <laughs> Luke wants to know why nobody's talking about Levi Wallace. Is he playing well? You haven't heard that much about him. You shouldn't. He's a known commodity. He's a what do you? What do you? Commodity. You know, this is the this is the time of year when everyone wants to talk about, you know, Hendrick. Green, and I see a bunch of questions about Spencer Anderson, the seventh-round offensive yeah. lineman. This is that time of year. Yeah, no doubt about it. I thought this was good right here, DK. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> Four reporters and only three pair of DK shoes. Uh, that, oh. that was a driving trip, totally. Yeah. I'm never going to hear the end of that one, apparently. <laughs> how, many, how many more flip-flops is – yeah, is is all that? That's that is uh, that is good good stuff. Hey man, y'all, we got over six hundred in here right now, man. You people are awesome. I just need you guys to know that, man. On a Tuesday, DK, that's pretty impressive. Sergio gets today's last question. Says, "Hey Moan, who's going to be on the roster by the end of the year? Is Kevin Dotson or more? Also, do you think that get Steelers would be getting Chase Young at some point?" I love to have Chase Young. And so would I, but I would. But that's next year's problems. Is, yeah, every every indication is that's not that's not going to happen. Meaning he's not leaving where he Watch. is. They didn't pick yeah. up his fifth year option, but they may still have the option. No, maybe franchising. We'll see because they're under new management too. Y'all got to remember this too. I, I'd almost guess though between Dotson and Dan Moore, between those two, you may get both still. I, I don't I don't think um Kevin Dotson did a lot to hurt himself again. But I mean he needs to also help himself. But if we're looking at those numbers, man, I, I can see Kendrick Green being out. All of the young guys we don't really count into the fold. I can see him hanging around unless he just want to go. I, I'm holding on to both, DK. Oh boy. Yeah, we'll see. Well, J I can't guess that one. JPJ debut looming. Don't forget that the most significant thing that happened today is that uh, is that Joey Porter Jr. was back at practice. Keanu Benton was back at practice. Uh, Cam Hayward, who'd been sick, was back at practice. So any concern that anybody had about Porter and or Benton being having some sort of significant injuries, no, they they don't. Uh, Ryan McKinney says, "Hey DK, do those national media people ever reach out to you information?" No, why would they? You know what? You know what answer they'd get? 
Get it on your own. Yeah. Come, yeah. come, come and do the damn job yourself. <laughs> Get it on your There's own. There's nobody who would do that, Ryan. Yeah. Just, it wouldn't make any sense at all. You know, they know where Pittsburgh is. They know where Latrobe is. They can come find out for themselves. Uh, oh, exactly. By the way, the same is true in the reverse. Not that, a... not that anybody local would ever, would ever need that. All right, Moan, we all good? We're good, man. Y'all good. Tell them what to do, man. You just put it back up there, DK. There it is. DKPS.net slash join yeah. is where to become a member. We had a few new ones today. We appreciate every single one of them. And remember that as far as our roll call goes here, we're at 771 all time. It's 723 active, which means that we're 277 away from merch. And the goal is to have it by the 49ers game. Let me sell them real quick, man. DK, it's, it's 99 cent, which means you give one of these you will get a valuable penny back, okay? I've held this single dollar in here for so long, and you know what? Who else is a member? Me, myself. I actually am joined in, too, to uh, my own show. So, you hey, I'm one of those little green plastic penny yeah, things at, like, I'm, 7-Eleven. I'm self-invested, <laughs> man. Absolutely, DK. All right, guys. Let's do it again tomorrow. Let's do it. Good people. Great show today, man. Y'all awesome. Yeah, it was good stuff. It was real good. media yeah, yeah. What's that? this is hilarious lyle always come through with some with some truth zero come on a dollar five taxes <laughs> that's good i don't know i, I think it depends this. on where you are and whether or not you consider this show to be a luxury or a necessity in life right yeah you're you're right and we got to figure <laughs> this one out too is josh in-law a member now my brother-in-law i gotta check on him you're 100 correct because he did he dove in here the other day dk Got to see if we can get him to be a member, too. He will. He will. Says, notice DK hasn't left town since Dolly left all, out all his secrets. You know, <laughs> I was out of town like an yeah. hour ago Yeah. for your information. Latrobe is not close to Pittsburgh. I just happened <laughs> to make it back here in a, in a great big hurry. You're right, Rich Dolly. You're all going to just keep keep this going here. You know? They are. If she's just peeking from behind the camera, man, she's probably at the uncle tables right now getting those red solo cups off the table and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what's going yeah, on. Yeah, Michael, we can talk about Hakeem Butler. I, I would like to have seen him be a little bit more visible Me too. as well. We can do that some of that on tomorrow's show here. Uh, we yeah. appreciate all of the memberships come in, especially the gift memberships, because giving them out to, to people in all likelihood you haven't even met, that's pretty cool. That is awesome, man. Definitely, DK. So, Mike Jones says, did Steve Smith have anything to say about the wideouts? I, I had something to say about Steve Smith. What was he doing wearing Steelers stuff? Couldn't be me, man. I thought that was that was odd, man. What was yeah. he? He's he's out there on a practice field catching balls from the quarterback wearing Steelers stuff. I don't gotta, know if it sound like the stuffy whatever, but I was just like, what? You're gotta, not a Steeler. Got to sell the bit, DK. Got to sell the bit. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right, Bone. We'll do it again tomorrow. We will do it again tomorrow. Hey, y'all be good. Peace, good people. Fishing trout. Fishing for trout. Like that.